0: And welcome back to the latest edition of The Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplessis alongside Cody Owen, as always. And we are live today, live at least for (laughs) us, at least. Like Dimitri Martin said, live at the time. Live (laughs) at the time. Our first remote guest, Miss Nicole Godar of Scooters Lawn Care, marketing director of Scooters Lawn Care, and owner, operator, web designer, and head of social media for her own. Um, her own her own company Godar Designs, so fantastic to have you alongside with us, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Great, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited.
0: Well, we're really excited to have you. And uh, one of the things that's a, a pretty large topic that probably gets overly discussed, but it's probably for a good reason because there's a lot of value when it comes to it. When you're talking about some, especially small businesses like the two that you operate, is action on social media. Now, in a very broad sense, can you tell us why it's important for the little guy or little gal to really get involved on social media? And what are some of the immediate benefits of having an active social media presence?
1: Social media is becoming the newest search engine. I mean... If you're not active, if someone can search your business's name and in a matter of seconds see what you're doing, who you are, how big of a following you have, what you kind of represent, you know, to your core, there's nothing worse than either not finding anything when you go to search that business, or seeing like, oh, they haven't even posted in like a year. Are they even in in business anymore? So it gives just an immediate look at what you're doing. At your business, especially if you can post your team members and, and the faces that your customer is more likely to see, the immediate benefit is just being there. If Facebook is just, uh, if we're just talking about Facebook, Facebook is unreal for someone can take, you know, like your page in one second, and there they are. You have a follower and maybe a potential customer.
2: Absolutely. And I think one thing that happens in in a lot of these discussions is we get really quickly to, oh, well, I'm going to start running Facebook ads mm-hmm. and I have to build an audience. And then how do I put a pixel on my website? And oh, God, this is too complicated. And I'm going to end up doing something I don't actually understand. And I'm going to burn my business down. And Facebook is kind of viewed in social media in general as kind of like this arcane art, this black magic that a lot of business owners Mm -hmm. are afraid to touch. And it's important to keep in mind that, like, you probably felt at least a little bit that way about your business when you started it, that uh, there was something going on here that you didn't really understand. And there was an elite, you know, on the other side And they had it all figured out. And then you get there and you realize that like everybody's kind of trying to figure it out just like you having a basic social media presence, which is where you need to start. If you don't have a Facebook page, you need to have one before you can start running ads. And it's important to like already kind of understand how Facebook works in general to do that. So that's what we want to focus on today with Nicole. We wanted to get, we talked to Chris Sims a couple of weeks ago about some like really high level kind of concepts. Uh, for social media. And we wanted to get Nicole on because she's someone who's boots on the ground with a lawn care company, uh, with multiple lawn care companies now, helping them manage their social media presence. So Nicole, if you could walk us through just kind of like your general strategy for social media for small businesses, what what does that look like?
1: So I will take a page out of If you know my husband, Jacob, you you know that he loves his
2: guest on the profit roadmap.
1: Yes. You know he loves Grant Cardone. Very loudly he loves him. And I think this has been borrowed from Grant Cardone, but basically the point of, you know, if you're gonna do it, do it big. And that might not sound relevant at this exact second, but for me, that's in a nutshell, my social media strategy is I post consistently. I post everything that's going on in our business i post, you know, raw behind the scenes. This is what's happening. And i just post all the time and i get really good engagement and people follow along, people feel involved. So if if i could give like one bit of advice to anyone that's just starting out, it's consistency. You know, find a posting schedule that works for you and post consistently. At first it's sort of like being on like the second page of google where it looks like, oh, you know, what's going on with them? They're they're not really pushing that hard. If you haven't posted in months on facebook people are much more likely less likely to like your page and want to follow you because what would be the point point? and you know more likely to wonder you know if you're even still in business and it sounds it might sound stupid but social media is taking over you know if you're not doing it now and if you're not doing it you know today you know other people are so if somebody else is doing it that's a huge reason that you should be doing it
0: i really was trying, I forced myself to, to pay attention to those, uh, those awesome pieces of advice, Nicole, but I was trying to sort through uh, Cody's point of I'm still trying to figure out what a pixel is. So that's, that, that's okay. I, I got a gist mm-hmm. of what you're saying. And wh- a subject that we were talking about with, uh, with Chris Sims a couple weeks ago was the term, and it, it, was, it was thrown around a bunch, I even made fun of it, was the term hyper-aggressive uh, mm-hmm. on social media. And that's kind of-
2: Hyper-local.
0: Hyper-local. Well, you were like attaching hyper to everything. Like your shirt was hyper, everything was hyper. I had a lot of coffee (laughs) bed. Hyper local, hyper aggressive, and and I think in a in a in a nutshell, uh, to use your term, Nicole, you were saying. That's that's a really great strategy uh, as far as uh, approaching social media. Post often, post consistently, and a lot of people don't realize this is that you can actually schedule out posts. And a lot of a lot of what Cody does is managing uh, that schedule in a different, a couple of different arenas, uh, both professionally and personally. He's always got a schedule of stuff that needs to go out. Even this podcast is broadcasted on a schedule. Uh, we post it out on a schedule. So um, it doesn't mean that you constantly have to be playing around on your phone or playing around on your tablet when you should actually be doing work. You can document all these awesome things that are going on in your company and and schedule them out, get them out there. And so that uh, people are aware of what you're doing. Is that is that pretty much uh, what you're saying?
1: Yes, that is so true. That's such a great point. I Right now, at this point, I manage five Facebook pages for lawn care businesses. And it was becoming really overwhelming because I tried to stay a month out scheduled. And it's easy. I mean, it's easy to batch work as a business owner. You know, you're overwhelmed with so many really important tasks that it might seem like scheduling a Facebook post or posting on Facebook might just feel like it gets pushed to the back burner. Um, But when you can batch it out, like any other task, like invoicing, like, you know, payroll, scheduling, anything like that, it becomes so manageable. Um, But it's so funny because recently I was uh, talking to Cody about how I was kind of struggling with keeping up on everything because I only scheduled my posts through Facebook and through, I was using just the Pages app on my phone. And he said he uses Buffer, which this is an amazing app. Cody, you're probably much more of an expert on it than I am, but it's changed my life just in the last few weeks. If you're managing one page, if you're managing multiple pages, I mean, it's super beneficial. It's so easy. You can schedule out your posts in the click of a button and you don't even have to think about it. Um, I do want to tag on a an extra thought to this, which we may get to. But when you're posting consistently, um, post quality content con- consistently. And that might sound overwhelming, too. It's really, really not. People just want to be interested in what you're posting. So don't post for the sake of posting. But Post consistent quality content. I'm sorry to throw that in at the end.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. We will uh, we will loop back around to talking about okay. what to post uh, in just a second. Yeah, Buffer is is really great. I'm sorry. I'm still collecting my jaw up off the floor that you're a month ahead on your uh, <laughs> content because. I don't know that I have ever been more than like eight days ahead on my content. It,
1: it's taken a lot to get to that point, to where I, you know, I, I, for a long time I was I was not ahead at all, and it was overwhelming. And I was spending hours on Facebook a day trying to get today's posts posts and it posted or scheduled. And it's crazy to think now I can do it in like five minutes, and it just is a time saver. And it's crazy when you are ahead of the game like that, which it really opens the doors for. Like it takes the pressure off you know, then you don't even have to think about social media. It's like when you, how you, you know, if a business owner does payroll every week, you only think about it on Mondays or you only think about it on a certain day of the week. I only think about my social media on like one day of the week and it's, it's awesome. So that would be my advice. Even if you're just managing one, you know, one Facebook page, if it feels overwhelming, sit down and batch it like any other, any other task.
2: Yeah. So the way that buffer works is that you essentially, so remember back in the days of everybody having slow internet, and you would have to wait for mm-hmm. videos to buffer, and you would see the little like light gray bar ahead of where you were watching the YouTube video, and it would fill up. That's that's a buffer, and so buffer lets you collect all of your social media posts and schedule them in advance. But it also means when you see an interesting article in you know your county paper or or your your uh, city paper that you can just use the uh, Buffer extension to be like, oh, I want to repost that to Facebook. You just click the Buffer button, you type in what you want it to say on Facebook, and you hit Add to Buffer, and it just adds to your posting schedule. And that was the other thing that I thought was really, really cool about Buffer and why we started using it here was you can go and tell it, I want to post on Monday at this time, Tuesday at this time, and so on. It just creates little slots. And when you add something to the Buffer, it plugs it into a slot. So you don't, before I was using Buffer, I had an Excel spreadsheet that I would print out and I would m- write down what I wanted to post on on each thing. And then I'd go and manually plug it all into Facebook. And Facebook doesn't remember the times that I posted last week. So I had to type them all in again. And it <laughs> made me really hate Facebook, which is sad because I'm a millennial and I'm supposed to love Facebook.
1: That's such a good point you make. And if I, I feel like if we're losing anybody who may be at the very beginning of their Facebook journey it's and they're wondering why there's certain times to post. This is something that um, you kind of learn at the beginning that you there are certain times that your ideal audience is online and that's why it's so important to schedule your posts and not just post randomly um, but that's why bus- buffer like Cody's saying, is so incredible because y- if you know when your audience is online and more likely to not only see your post in their newsfeed, but interact and engage with their post in their in their newsfeed, um, then there you go. You know, you're scheduled out. You're a step ahead. You're not just thinking it's the end of the day and, oh, no, I should have posted on Facebook already. And then you end up posting at the worst time when your post just gets flooded into everything else on the newsfeed. And then you think, oh, Facebook doesn't work for me. So that's why Buffer is really, really cool for anybody. It, it's just an extra little app, super easy to do from your phone. I do 90% of my Facebook management from my cell phone. So do you, Cody, or are you mostly on, your, on a desktop or a laptop?
2: I do a mixture of both. Uh, so here's the thing. I hate <laughs> Facebook's Pages Manager app with a fiery burning passion because it is a horribly made app and I hate to like discourage people who are like just starting to use Facebook, but
0: <laughs> way to promote social media use, dude.
2: Don't upload videos through it. I have literally never had it work on the first try. I do not understand how they can be one of the biggest companies on earth and they can manage to mess up a simple video upload every single time I try to yeah. use it. It drives me crazy. <laughs> So I do all videos from my desktop. I just send them. Uh, my phone automatically uploads them to photos.google.com. So I just go there and grab it. And I, I throw it up for mm-hmm. my computer. I've stopped trying on the I, Pages app. I've
1: never had that that kind of a problem. I have a problem with it taking so long for it to up to load a video. But um, usually with our videos, I I find myself directly uploading them and posting them because I get really excited about our videos. I don't know if anyone follows us on social media uh, Jacob takes all the videos in the field and he has become like, he should be a professional lawn care videographer. His videos are really cool. So I always get too excited to schedule those out. I'm like, yes, post that right now. <laughs> I want everyone to see it.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that, uh, Cody was using Excel there for a while. It sounds like he needs service autopilot for his, uh, social media, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, that being said, um, you know when people talk about social media presence, and I know we're going to circle back to value of content here in a second as well, but it, it's shocking to me that that they think that Facebook is. While it's a huge, huge social media monster, and it's where everybody goes, it's a great place for reference and stuff. There's a lot of other social media uh, apps and programs out there, and a lot of them are becoming you know, niche, you know, for specific, you know, specific things, you know, LinkedIn is for, you know, is professional. Uh, Twitter <laughs> as our former guest. Patrick said is for 12 year old girls. No, you know, no, 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 no,
2: no, Snapchat is for 12 year old really? girls. Okay. Twitter is for people that want to make jokes or, uh, argue about political things. So Twitter's for,
0: that's right. Twitter's Twitter's dead. As he said, that's what that was, that was his analogy. Okay. But is there any other, uh, other than Facebook, Nicole, are there any other, uh, pieces of social media or any other social media apps that, uh, that you like as a go-to or that you would recommend for people starting off developing that presence that they would go after maybe as a secondary market? I mean, Facebook's obviously king, I think. I think we can all agree on that. But is there anything else out there that you're fond of?
1: I am a firm believer in consistency. So with that said, personally, I stick to Facebook because it's that is what's easiest for me to post consistently. And that's where the audience is already for us and the pages I manage. I will say Instagram. Instagram is something we have talked about and talked about. We've tried to post consistently. um, But there's... I would say that anything worse than than not having a profile on some kind of social media platform, what's worse is having a profile and a profile that hasn't posted in like a year and a half. So we kind, of, we kind of try to stay away. I try to stay away from branching out and trying new things unless I know 100% I'm going to be able to stick with it. But with that said, to anyone in the lawn care or landscaping industry, you are so lucky because your industry is beautiful because you are literally transforming properties and creating instant results. Even mowing, I mean, you're creating... You are creating an instant change in someone's property. But think about if you do any kind of landscaping at all, if you're not photographing that, you are missing out on such a huge marketing source, for lack of a better word. What's really cool about Instagram personally, which is why I would say that's my go-to, is obviously that's um, you know really image focused. So that's great for our industry. But also, it integrates really well into Facebook, and with like a couple clicks, you can post, you know, to both at the same time. And even with Buffer, Cody, you might know that more. Like you can post to multiple forms of your social media. Like you can buffer the same post to multiple forms. Um, so I would say Instagram, if if you know how to use it, you know, and if you're if you're comfortable learning that. I think what's coming up really quickly. I know Snapchats for twelve year old girls, um, Patrick. So that's cool. But, <laughs> but, um, but Facebook Stories, which sort of feels like a knockoff of Snapchat, um, Facebook Stories. Just sorry to come back to Facebook, is a really cool way to document that that raw, unedited um, look at your business. That you know you can do driving in the truck, which I don't recommend. Maybe don't use social media while you're driving, but you know, throughout the day, you can document your projects as you go. So I think that's really cool. So my biggest other, you know, my other go to's would be fa- using Facebook stories, but maybe to branch out into Instagram and show off your work.
2: Absolutely. Lawn and Landscape had an article recently that I will link in the show notes uh, about taking photos as, as a lawn and landscape professional. I mean, it also works for cleaning inside of houses is a little bit different. You probably want to have client permission to take photos, but anytime you can show that before and after, uh, really helps people imagine the, the benefit that you're selling them. You're telling them, I'm going to give you more time. I'm going to give you, uh, like more quality time with your family because you're not going to be mowing the lawn. And when you can post at, you know, 10 a.m. on a Tuesday while everyone's at the office, you know, their lawn going from eh, to, yeah, that looks great. It helps people remember the benefit that you're providing. And that's what we talked with uh, Garrett Matthews on the uh, the weekly members talk show in the, the Service Autopilot members Facebook group. Uh, man, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Alphabet soup. We talked to him about Facebook advertising, a little more advanced stuff there, uh, just kind of the building blocks of that. And and he echoed exactly what Nicole's saying here, where it's just all about consistency. Uh, he posts a video every single day. He has a backlog of them collected. Uh, and the point is just, if you can get your logo in front of people over and over and over, they're aware of you and you become... Like you're just in the back of their mind. And then when they need what you provide, they go, oh man, who's that guy that's always posting on Facebook that I like? I liked his page two years ago. Ah oh, man, I need to have this retaining wall built. And now I'm going to call this landscape company that I've seen over and over and over because I've seen them over and over. Nicole, let's transition to talking a little bit about what to post because I, as part of my job, follow a lot of lawn care and landscaping companies. And I see people post stuff that's kind of inside baseball <laughs> to the industry, Barry, you proud of me?
0: Yes, mm-hmm. fantastic.
2: <laughs> they post stuff that's very like of interest to them, so like a lawn and landscape article about the industry, and that doesn't seem super relevant to their audience. I don't know like if you've seen better results with something like that or or just kind of tell us about what you post what what does the content look like
1: so I will say we started our first Facebook page uh, for Scooters Lawn Care in 2014. And from 2014 to probably like the early 2017, we were throwing mud at the wall to see what stuck, not realizing the benefit of Facebook and saying what I hear so many other people say that makes me cringe now is Facebook doesn't work. Facebook just doesn't work for me. So many people say that, and we thought that, and we thought, okay, well then you know it, this is cool. We want to be on social media, but we probably won't ever get any work from it. And it's so funny to look back now, just to talk numbers for just a minute. We and I will answer the question, <laughs> but <laughs> we opened a Florida location six months ago and started our Facebook page six months ago. And in the last 30 days, we spent $130 on Facebook ads and we sold over $20,000 in work. So if you're someone that's listening right now saying, and that's just at one location, that's not at our five-year-old location that you know we ha- actually have brand awareness there. So if you're someone listening right now saying Facebook doesn't work for me, it won't work for my business, and you're feeling discouraged... Listen now what I post, I post a big variety of things. So it's funny. I am guilty of posting those industry articles, um, but those don't get my, those don't get, you know, great engagement because they're not that interesting. You're so right. What's what works really well for me is like turf magazine posts and, and their posts are geared towards industry professionals, but they post a lot of um, it's hashtag story of a landscape. They do um, before and after photos of these huge, big landscape projects And I love to share that and I love to post those. And our customers really love those. Something about that before and after, people people love that. It gets them thinking um, and, and it really makes them appreciate the industry.
2: That before and after that we keep coming back to is so powerful because people love stories. When you have a before and after photo, that is about the simplest story you can present to someone. And social media is the simplest way to present a story. So you're showing before what this looked like. It goes on a journey with us. We did all this work. And after, it returns having changed. It's completely different. uh, And it's better for us having been involved. And so before and after is a very simple story that you can tell. And that's what people want.
1: Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you're not selling, hey, I have a mower and I will mow your lawn or, hey, I can do this to your landscape. You're not necessarily selling that, which is something we have to really remember with social media. You're selling the value of what you can do. You're selling how creating a backyard patio or even just a really beautiful landscape that surrounds their home. That's going to affect their everyday life. That's going to affect their evenings in the summer. You know, they have a patio now that they can sit and enjoy their family and watch fireworks on Fourth of July, and their kids can run around. Or every day they get to come home now and look at these beautiful roses that you planted. When their house really just used to look drab and coming home just felt like, ugh, I have so much I need to do to this yard. You know, you are changing lives with what you do, um, and that's. So back to answering the questions on what you should post. When I took that approach in my social media, on realizing emotions sell, and I'm not trying to sell the fact that we can mow a lawn when so many other people can mow a lawn. I'm trying to sell the fact that I can make you feel things about the lawn care and landscaping industry. You know, and if you laugh, I mean, it's so true because emotions sell with marketing, and that's what you have to you have to put yourself in the shoes and the in the you know mindset of your ideal consumer on. Wow, they just saved me an hour. I get to have another cup of coffee on Saturday morning because my lawn has been mowed. Or, you know, I get to spend dinner with my wife now and actually enjoy and enjoy it. And she's not going to be on my back the ways that our services are going to help you. You know, a really cool photo of like how we've changed a life this week. Um, what works really well for me too is, you know, we have office staff and we post nonstop, you know, what's going on in the office, even if it's just a selfie of Zoe taking a phone call or entering something in, you know, behind the scenes in the field, um, our guys are really good about taking videos. And as you know, Cody, Facebook favors photos and videos. So so that's what I kind of focus on is really cool image and video posts that really get attention, get engagement. Social media is social. So you don't want to just post something that says, Hey, free estimates, call me because nobody's probably going to call you. And then you'll think Facebook doesn't work. Um, you want them to interact and engage with you. And that's how you, that's, that's your first step to closing a sale.
0: I think there's something to what you're saying about emotions, because that's what I immediately got from. And when we were talking to Jacob, um, at the conference this year, we were actually, we had pulled up the, the, beautiful mm-hmm. website that you designed for scooters lawn care that was the, one of the immediate things that I noted was the the emotions that I got from some of the photos now we're talking about your website not the not social media but the same principle applies it was fall you know you had a picture of kids roasting making smores by a fire you know a fire pit that was beautifully designed and it was <laughs> just this man I wanted to be there you know I wanted to be there I wanted to be there with my son I wanted to be by a campfire and and having a good time too, and and you're absolutely right that 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 creates an emotional stir. As far as there's, I mean, the the people that listen to this to the to the profit roadmap and the cleaners and the the landscapers out there, you guys do marvelous, mm-hmm. beautiful work. There's nothing like you just talked about going home to a beautiful house that's you know beautiful yard and everything like that. For the cleaners out there, yeah. there's nothing better than coming home to a clean house. You know. <laughs> I mean you there there's beauty in, in, in the job that you do and there it is very emotional um, It is very emotional so the fact that if you, by creating the story you can actually uh, bring a person's mo- emotions out and and get that brand recognition that you're more than just uh, more than just a guy or a gal pushing the mower you're more than someone just you know got a feather duster or whatever there's a lot to it and there's more to it, and there's an end result with the product that you're showing. What I was also going to ask you, Nicole, was the fact that it, it, consistency is, is, is something you've been preaching a lot of. Is there anything uh, other, uh, anything else specifically that you like to do consistently when it comes to social media management? For example, do you like doing you know, a photo, then a video, video, photo, multiple photos in a row, then a video? I mean, is there any is there any magic to the mayhem? A
1: lot of it is uh, what inspires us. I will say, I try to, I try to mix it up a bit between you know interesting articles, photos, and videos. But I would never, I don't think that much into it. Where it's like, oh, I've posted you know two articles in a row, so so you don't know, um, no. I just think, you know, consistently as long as you're posting, something I will say too as a follow up is engaging back, you know, if someone comments on a photo or something that you posted, engage back, talk to them, start a conversation, thank them. You know, if you don't if it's not a huge conversation opener, thank them for taking the time to comment on something that you posted. It really helps people connect with the real person behind that which helps with your brand.
2: One thing I would say there is if somebody comments like, "Oh man, that's beautiful." Your first comment back should not be, "Give us a call for a free estimate." Almost never on social media do you want to make a push. Social media for for the small business is way more about brand awareness. People understand that you're a business and that you sell services, and if you're constantly showing them what you do and how you can make them feel, that's a sell in and of itself, and they will, when they need that done, they will call you, your phone number's on your Facebook page. So Patrick and I really try to avoid in in Service Autopilot social media, a direct like, you should buy Service Autopilot. We just try to like show the content, and then when people realize that they need, you know, a CRM and a scheduling software, then they come to us. We really try to do that. Jumping back to the emotions thing for just one second, Seth Godin put out a podcast uh, last week about placebos and we have like that word has a negative connotation we think it means fake it means that it doesn't really work but the placebo effect is the idea that if you tell someone this thing does xyz then they take it believing that it does and then it works so his point in the podcast was kind of like if a placebo effect works then it's not really fake is it like it it works. and so if you are constantly telling people our lawn care services, our cleaning services will make you happier. They'll make your family time better. Uh, and then they walk into those situations after they've received your service thinking, this is going to make my like, quality time with my family better. When I get home from work, I'm going to feel relaxed because I don't have to go clean the house. Then when they walk in the door and they, ex- they experience that, it heightens that experience because you've told them the story in advance.
1: Yes, that is such a good point. And I love that, you know, it is also relevant for the cleaning industry too. Cause as a, as a mom, you know, who works from home and my house is generally a disaster. I mean, that would change my life. So something I think about is again, like if we're still talking about emotion, like don't, you know, put yourself in that position, you know, you might be a 30 year old man who, um, you know, a single guy just starting up a business, but you need to start thinking like your ideal customer and your ideal customer might be 60 years old and retired, or they might be a really frazzled mom, just like me, who really needs your services. So if you can post with that consideration, Um, and take yourself out of it and take your desire to push, push, push and close, close, close and sell, sell your work. If you could take that out and just say, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I know what you're missing or what you need and what your life is missing. And I'm the person that can do that. There you go. I mean, you're going to sell that because every business, you know, essentially exists to solve a problem, solve that problem on a really small scale of, of helping and improving and changing your customers' lives. And you would see, I guarantee you'll see a different result from social media if you just take that approach.
2: Well, hey, Nicole, thank you so much for sitting down with Bear and I today uh, to talk about social media strategies. We would love to have you back in the future, have you be a
0: regular guest on The Profit Roadmap. Talk about ideal customers. I think your final point, Nicole, is a great subject for us to talk about. So a little bit of a teaser (laughs) there. I think we might cover that next time with Nicole. Ideal customers, uh, frazzled moms, and dudes in their 30s. Yes. Starting a business.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I have so much to say about this. So I do look forward to talking to you guys more. There's so much to learn and pick apart. So thank you. This has been awesome.
2: Yeah. And if you need help with your social media, Uh, obviously, you know, we have some blogs about that over on the service autopilot blog, but we also have, we also have, Nicole has a company that does this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you need help with your social media and you need someone to manage it, you can uh, go to godardesigns.com. That's G-O-D-A-R designs, plural.com.
0: You'll have it in the show notes, Cody. They don't have to (laughs) spell it.
2: Thanks Bear. I really think that Bear enjoyed getting to do that because I've done it to him so many times. <laughs> uh yeah, there's a link in the show notes to Nicole's website. Uh guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week.